back for the first time in a surprisingly long while to Morgan hasn't seen. We're back with usual fare on this ridiculous show, Janine, although I happened to have a lot of fun with Janine hasn't seen, obviously, throughout the whole of October. Uh, Not October. (laughs) October. It wasn't October. It was August. I'm getting my months mixed up. I'm getting days and weeks and all sorts mixed up. We all are. Uh, It was August. We all are. It was August. Um, was Janine hasn't seen, but we're back now. It's you know September. Is it September the second? What date is Wednesday, Janine? Don't even ask me to try to think about yeah, that. I don't, know. <laughs> I don't know. But we are back with Morgan hasn't seen. Yay! Yay. You know I'm excited about that. It was very difficult relinquishing power to you for a whole month, <laughs> so I'm very was proud really, of myself. Though? Did did it not come with a sense of relief? Uh, not so much. I didn't know what you were going to pick for me, so. Did it not come with a sense of uh, excitement and, and surprise? Maybe a little. I was not disappointed in any of the things that you made me watch, so. Mm, I feel like you were, though. I was not. Hmm. <laughs> mm. I feel like you hated the mummy. Go back and listen to the episodes, guys, and see if I sounded like I hated any of the movies for Janine hasn't seen. <laughs> I also feel like uh, I also feel like you hated Suspiria. I did not hate Suspiria. While I will admit mm. it probably wasn't geared towards my interests, I did find a lot of things that I liked in it. Hmm. Well, you know how my mind works. Yes. If it's not perfect, it's the worst thing ever. Well, so. I have a feeling you're going to have similar feelings to what we're about to talk <laughs> about today. So, <laughs> Yes, quite possibly. I think before we kick off this new series, though, on Morgan Hasn't Seen, of course, we, uh, well, it's Patreon shout-out day, and we, we have to stop doing the Patreon shout-outs 25 minutes into the show. Because <laughs> we're just so excited to talk about whatever we're talking about. <laughs> So we're going to do them very, uh, very quickly. Yes. Well, not very quickly. We're going to take the same time doing them, but, you know, we're doing them now instead of ages into the show when we've already started the show properly. Yes. <laughs> so, I am. A, well, let's just go, shall we? Let's just go with them. Are we all ready? Are we all set? Yes. <laughs> Lovely. Well, firstly, I would like to say a big thank you to, of course, Andrew Philly Eagles, whatever his silly name is on Patreon. 559 Thank is you, the area code of present. So, you know. Oh, okay. <laughs> Philly, Philly Eagles 559 slash Andrew. Yes. I'm just going to call him Andrew. <laughs> yes, you Thank you, Andrew. Uh, thank you, Jeremiah Morris. Thank you, JJ Winwood. Thank you, 90s Comics Box, a.k.a. my big brother, Justin. <laughs> thank you, Travis Mickey. Thank you, Video Drew. Thank you, Adelaide Spence. And thank you, Corey Morissette. Thank you, Robert Parker. Thank you, John Mariano. Thank you to Christina Farrell. We miss Although, you. you know, she's <laughs> doing some sort of training situations yes. currently. <laughs> thank you, Heather Sabian. 
Thank you, Abby Friel. Thank you, Dr. Megs, Megan McCurley. <laughs> I think Megs has changed her Patreon name several thousand times. Yes, I think she has. <laughs> I, like it. I like Dr. Megs. Yes. I like that. <laughs> Uh, thank you to Adelia Chamberlain. Thank you, Dwayne Burke. Thank you, Marcus Burton. Thank you, Movie Fenobi, a.k.a. Steve. <laughs> and thank you to Jake Yakaveta. Thank you, Samir Tesfai. Thank you, Patrick Harden. Thank you, Oscar Romo. Thank you to Carla Feast. And thank you to new Schmodown star, Adam Collins. <laughs> yes, thank you, of course. And... All the congratulations in the world to Delicia Renee. Yes. Congrats. And we love you. And we're so sad we couldn't be there. But congratulations on the wedding. You looked beautiful. Applause. (laughs) Applause for Delicia and Joe. Yes. Applause. Applause. (laughs) Um, And thank you to LK. And thank you to Gigi. Thank you to the great Ken Napsock. Thank you to Brandon Hanna. And thank you to our good friends Tom and Kimber at Odd Shaped Channel. Thank you to Eric Garcia. And thank you to the best hype man in the biz, the man who chose this month's series. He did. That worked out well, didn't he? <laughs> yes. Billy Pollahan. Beow, 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 beow. Yeah, my, air horns, my, air my horns. My air horn is terrible, but, you know. It's not. It's better than mine. <laughs> what would mine be? It would just be... Burr, 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 burr. <laughs> it would It would be more like the king's fanfare. <laughs> burr, 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 burr. <laughs> like that. <laughs> exactly. Exactly like that. Burr, burr, Billy burr, did burr, pick... Burr. that would be a good uh, slowdown question what is that guy's name (laughs) i don't know what that guy i don't they say it like when he gets out of line and he starts doing that and the guy tells him to stop they i think they say his name and tell him this he tells him to stop (laughs) that's a fantastic question i don't know (laughs) that's like that's like a powerpoint question what is the name of the what is the name of the trumpet player who starts playing <laughs> what an incredible question abby get that on your list get that on your list of questions um yes but he, he look billy billy did pick this month's series janine yes. um he picked it let's face it to uh for some sort of torture for me um and he will tell you that himself yes that he picked it for for the reason of of basically it is an experiment just to see what someone like me would do when faced with movies like this. Yes, not only is it, you know, kind of cheesy teen romance, but it's also kind of, in many people's eyes, corrupting a classic type horror figure. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And you are the, uh, you know, you have a huge love for classic horror and those original characters. No, so. I didn't. I, I I didn't know you knew that. You know, I thought that was a secret. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that I happen to love those things. No, obviously. <laughs> um, but Janine, obviously, they've seen because they've clicked <laughs> on this episode. But what is this series? That we are talking about. Well, or they. On Morgan hasn't seen. Or they watched along with us uh, when we did a watch along. Possibly. We are talking the Twilight series, of course, starting with the very first movie that kicked it all off, Twilight. (laughs) I do like that the first movie is just called Twilight as well, though. Yes. It's not like, 
you know, because the rest of them all have their colon little subtitles. Yes. Um, but the first one's just Twilight, and I, 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 li- I like that. Um, we did do a watch-along of the first Twilight movie. That was last Friday. Was it last Friday? Yes. Um, that was fun. That was fun. I, I, I enjoyed doing that, although I didn't really know how to do a, a, a watch-along <laughs> as, a, as a thing. Yeah. Because uh, I've never done one before. And, you know, me with content, some people will say I'm not very good at doing this, but I <laughs> feel like I know how to do this type of stuff. Um, where I don't really... Because I tend to, you know, have a lot of arm gestures and weird facial expressions when I'm just doing these yes. shows. Just because of that's how I naturally speak. Yeah. Um. So I don't think I work with... I think I'm almost too expressive for video content <laughs> in a weird way. Um... So I don't, I didn't really know what I was doing, but I did have fun. We were joined by Abby and uh, Abby's friend Grace as well. Yes, and that was fun. So, Morgan, so you've finally seen the first Twilight movie. You yeah. know, I'm sure you went into it with all these preconceived notions of what society and others have yes. kind of put upon you for you know what your opinions should be or what they might be. So, how did you feel about this movie? I think the basic statement that we can start this whole thing off with is that this movie is nowhere near as bad as it's made out to be. Oh, I thought you were going to say that Edward has a nice coat. That's it. He does have a lovely coat. <laughs> that That's the takeaway from the movie. There's different things, you see. Okay. The, the opening bold statement is Twilight is is nowhere near as bad a movie as people think it is, or people say it is. But the takeaway at the end of this episode will be, oh my god, Robert Pattinson's coat was really nice. <laughs> Basically. Okay. That's 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 all you need to know. Okay. I think that's all you need to know, and I'm sure you want to treat this as almost a question and answer session with <laughs> me on what's going on in... Uh, in this movie. Yes. Um, but yeah, it's ultimately, it's, is it, is it cheese ball? Yes. Is it corny? Yes. Is it... Way too intense at times. Way too emotionally intense, pretty much all the time. Yes, but does it fit? Yes. Um, do I enjoy the fact that it's a little bit corny? Not really, because I don't, think it works that well but obviously look these are two very good well respected actors now maybe not so much in the height of twilight they weren't too respected um but even my issues and i don't know if issues is the right word my aversion to twilight when it was coming out um, you know, and and people around me were giving it the whole. Well, they were they were twy hards, and they were giving it. Oh my God, we love twy. Everything. <laughs> I, I was like, shut up, please. 
please, I refuse to do anything. I, I'm pr- fairly certain I refuse to even say the name of the movie at one point. Oh, good grief. You know, um, but I, it was never because of any sort of hatred towards uh, Robert Pattinson or Christian Stewart. It was how I usually am with things. Because it was so popular, I didn't want anything to do with it. Yes, that is how you are. Very stubborn when it comes to um, mainstream things. Well, it's just, it's just, I, I, in my, me and my awkward uh, mental state just likes to be different. <laughs> and that's all it, that's all it comes most, down to most times. The thing is as well, though, it's not like, I don't like, um, oh, I don't just say like, I like these different things because I do actually like them. You just, and I don't just, I don't just like say that I don't like the popular things because a lot of the time I've not looked at them. I've not seen them. I was like that for the longest time with fast and furious, obviously. Um, I just hadn't seen, I just had no interest in because it was so popular. Um, so I would rather develop an interest in something that nobody else around me was talking about, which is, you know, and ended up being weird horror movies from yesteryear. Because nobody ever talks about that. Well, now that you've exposed yourself to seeing these films. Hex, I've not <laughs> exposed myself to anybody. What a terrible phrase. <laughs> oh, my God. You've think, exposed your. Think about what you've we're saying. You've exposed your glittery um, exterior. Stop! <laughs> oh God! <laughs> I've exposed my glittery exteriors. Would everybody like to see that? <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, you should. Eat your heart out, Stephanie Meyer. <laughs> <laughs> um, but how did you, what did you think of the story? Because I'm sure, you know, you had the basic, okay. like, sparkly vampire, girl falls in love with a vampire, Ugh, so dumb. <laughs> okay, um, I mean, I think, well, obviously we're, I'm only, I've only watched the first movie, and truly, the, I'm saying this now, I don't know really this story. You know, like with some franchises that you may have not seen and this is actually the first franchise we've done on morgan hasn't seen in ages yeah it feels like it's we've just kind of been doing series of different movies with related topics but we haven't actually done a franchise in a minute and what was the last one terminator yeah that was like that was like november or something yeah (laughs) I don't know, that was a while ago. Yeah, I think Terminator was the last one. Well, then again, there doesn't tend to be that many franchises that, you know, people haven't seen something of. Yeah. Um, Although there was obviously quite a few for me. <laughs> this whole show started on a franchise, <laughs> yeah, didn't it? Yeah, it did. Um, so, <laughs> I don't know what I'm saying. Um, I, having watched this first movie, the first Twilight movie... I don't think there's much to the story. I like the idea of it, to be honest with yeah. you. And, you know, in, in terms of a, a a sort of pacifist vampire, almost. 
well, not a pacifist vampire because he's not like non-violent, but he's just um, doesn't doesn't eat humans. Yes, you know, doesn't doesn't drink human blood, um, but falling in love with a, a a regular human. I'm into my horror romances, so as far as I'm concerned, it's just another one of those, and I like the setting of it. I like the location of it. Um, I think this movie was really kind of... I don't know if it was... I don't know if I actually liked the cinematography or I just really liked the location. Um, so everything just kind of looked naturally nice. Like it had kind of this great wash on it. So you felt... Because I, that's a big part of the story. Like that's why they chose to live in this place is because, you know, it's always raining it's always overcast and you know the whole sunlight thing isn't because they're gonna burn up it's because they have this diamond like flesh in the sun you can see it in sunlight so if they want to be out and about they need to be out and about in a place that's always overcast um so and i think just kind of the gray wash kind of over the whole movie just gave it that more grim kind of gothic feeling and it did give it that more kind of independent movie type feeling as well. Definitely. With, with Catherine Hardwick being a more kind of indie director. Yeah. It, look, it definitely does. It definitely does. Um, and like I said, the kind of the premise of it, the idea of Twilight is having seen the first movie. Um, I like that. I'm not so sure there's too much story there quite yet um because i think really really the kind of only story i got from this was yet you know yes we're introduced to a bunch of characters that i'm sure you know are more relevant as the franchise goes on yes you know like edward's family and all that kind of stuff because like ultimately i was asking the question of okay so what what are these people here for because really this movie is entirely focused on blossoming a romance. Yes, and like, of course, in a book you're going to get more kind of detail. So yeah. again, like when having it be a book that I read, I had I was able to go into it and the things that they weren't really telling you or showing you, I already knew. So I could just apply that to my movie watching and I think enjoy it more than maybe somebody who hadn't read the book. Like, okay. you know, I am currently reading Midnight Sun a gift from you. Thank you. Um, And it's basically Twilight from Edward's perspective. So in the main scene where they first meet each other in the classroom and she has to go sit next to him and he's just completely repulsed by her from what she thinks, just because of how he's staring at her and like holding his nose and like makes really kind of obvious, (laughs) disgusting movements with his face. So, the first chapter is that whole scene, but from his perspective. And so you're seeing, you're reading about her smell just being so uncontrollably good to him that he just wants to kill her right there and drink her blood. Like it's, it's more intoxicating than any human smell he's ever encountered. And he also has the ability to read people's minds and the fact that like he can, he, you know, it's hard for him. It's frustrating him that he has to just hear people's like, inane you know 
human boring thoughts all the time yeah um so he tries to tune that out but it's always a constant kind of buzz in his head and then when he encounters her he hears nothing he can't hear anything she's thinking so it's it's enough it's an intrigue to him to have to try to read her so in that first chapter it completely describes him you know making a whole plan in his head. He cannot risk, resist her smell that much that he is just plotting in his head how he can kill everyone in this classroom so nobody gets out so that he can just eat her and eat drink her blood. <laughs> so he's like talking about how many necks he can break before people start noticing what's happening before anybody could leave the room. Like he's splitting the classroom up into this half and this half and how he's going to like take care of, like take them all out so he can ultimately kill her because, you know, he can't like kill her and then take out the whole classroom so nobody gets out because then her blood will start getting you know cold and he wants her blood nice and warm you know so like he's like see i'm into this yes so it's literally his whole thought process of like how he can kill all these students these innocent students just so he can taste bella because the smell is so uncontrollable to him and then it becomes a disgust and guilt that he feels for himself because carlisle is his father like his vampire father Carlisle has this moral code because, you know, he was a doctor when he was human. He has this very, uh, he he still kind of has retained his human compassion. So he had never really fed on humans. And the only people he'd ever changed were people who were going to die anyway. So, you know, Edward was dying of, and he was treating him with, um, he had Spanish influenza and he was, and he, his mother had died and he was about to die. So before he died, Carlisle changed him. With his wife, Esme, she, like, I think she, her children died or something like that. And she, like, I think she, like, threw herself off a cliff or something. She broke her neck and she was going to die. And he found her and, like, and changed her. Um, okay. So all of his... Is, that, all is of, that made... Is that made clear in this first movie? Yes. That, they're all, that they are all kind of, obviously, not blood relatives? Yeah, they're not blood relatives. They're all just like people, except for Jasper. Jasper, Alice found him. He and you get a whole backstory with Jasper. Like he's the only one who was not changed by Carlisle. But Alice, okay. Alice found him. She chose him to be her mate and brought him into the family. So that's why it's so difficult for him because for years he was feeding on humans. So it's ve- okay. it's very difficult for him to control his thirst, which we get into in later movies. But yeah, um, all of them. You know, we get into Rosalie's story as well, like what happened with her. Um, they don't, I think Emmett is the one who who really doesn't get much. He's just kind of the big, he's just kind of the big brute lovable. And they even kind of like talk about him like that in the first movie. Like, you know, Edward talks about how his thoughts are never anything that need to be hidden. Like anything Emmett is thinking is something he would say out loud. So, um, so Emmett doesn't get that much, (laughs) you know uh development development throughout these movies but you get a whole backstory on rosalie get a whole backstory on jasper um and alice she has a lot to do but you don't really get a lot about her backstory but yes carlisle changed pretty much all of them okay so you you see them and they do specifically mention him changing edward and him changing esme his wife um okay and and carlisle has put this like innate nature into him like this this um you know, to not feed on humans. So he, yeah. when he sees Bella and he's having these negative thoughts of wanting to kill everybody and kill her and all this, he's feeling like he's betraying Carlisle. He's he's right. feeling like he's shaming Carlisle just by even thinking that. So at the at the end of this, when he doesn't, 
he is even just contemplating just leaving Forks and leaving town and leaving his family because, you know, he feels so much shame for feeling that way. So all of that is happening in this scene that you see behind the scenes, behind Edwards, you know, in his mind. So to kind of have that context, I think, makes those scenes more interesting. Yeah, I did quite, I did quite like Carlisle. Yeah. To be honest with you, um, maybe it's because he is kind of just kind of chill. Yeah. As a vampire, um, I thought it was Josh Lucas. Apparently, it wasn't. It's Peter Facinelli. So somebody who just <laughs> looks like Josh Lucas. Um. So I think you would know him from Can't Hardly Wait. He was like the terrible boyfriend mm. who dumped who dumped Jennifer Love Hewitt after graduation and okay. yeah. All the people from a certain era <laughs> mold into one person. Yes, but I mean he's um, normally he normally has dark hair, but obviously in this movie he's blonde. I so. see. That's probably why because he was blonde. Um. It's probably why I thought he was. Josh Lucas. Um that's obviously not the case. But I know I, I like I liked Carlisle. I'm interested to be honest, going forward I'm way more interested in finding out about other vampires. Um and this is ov- this is obviously just me being me. Yeah. Um but I'm way more interested in finding out uh, you know, about about all that kind of stuff, about why maybe or, or the conflict between the vampires that are, are pure, just pure vampires as we know vampires to be, um, versus the Cullens, who ov- obviously are uh, kind of outsiders even in the vampire community. Yes. Um, so we get we'll get more vampires later. Um, you'll definitely get more into the world by the end of the second movie. Okay. That's when you'll really well, good. see the bigger world, like their kind of whole society, like how things are run and things like that. Okay. And then okay, I'm, in the, I'm into that. I'm into that. In the final movie, it is. I think you'll be a little bit disappointed because we do get introduced <laughs> to a bunch of different vampires, and but there's no time to kind of really get into any of them. Okay. So. Um, That'll be a little bit, I think, of a disappointment to you. But I think over the course of the films, you'll get more world building. But, I mean, this first movie was enough to even get you interested in this world. Is that fair to say? It it was enough to get me interested in the vampires in this world. Okay. Um, Stupid Taylor Lautner and his ridiculous face. I couldn't really care less about but we know that anyway don't we Jimmy? well you know then that, you're maybe. really gonna love the next movie because it's pretty much all about jacob so i know it's called new moon it's clearly about werewolves <laughs> well so it's li- literally just all gonna be about him and his little werewolf people isn't it yes so that's all gonna happen i think you know there's um i guess that one is more edward kind of leaves because he thinks he's a danger to bella and he thinks he's protecting her by leaving. So then she ends up kind of spending more time with Jacob. And so mm. then we get to know Jacob and it's like kind of him, this whole movie essentially. Okay. Um. So yeah, while Jacob is, uh, I think I, I'm trying to decide if anything <laughs> Jacob is going to do in this next movie is going to make you maybe not despise him as much. Um, no, I no. <laughs> you 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 you're getting you you you're misunderstanding what I'm saying, Janine. I don't dislike 
Jacob. I dislike Taylor Lautner's face. Wow, that's harsh. Um, <laughs> He's just a wannabe Zac Efron. Okay. Well, and he always has wait been. Wait until you see him significantly in something to make that. I think you're just like, okay, he's a young buff guy, so he's a wannabe Zac Efron. So any young buff yes, guy is just exactly a wannabe Zac Efron. Like. Because Zac Efron is the person who invented being a young buff guy. So that's exactly <laughs> what I'm like. And it was around the same time, wasn't it? When was High School Musical? 2006 to 8? When was Twilight? 2007-ish? 2008. Okay, so it's around the same time. <laughs> oh my goodness. Um, you're impossible. Um, I am. So, yes. <laughs> the dogs have awoken. They have. The, they've heard the uh, slander of werewolves. Yes, and they do not like it. Um, they do not like the, it. Their fellow, I don't know their, what's going on. The gardener is outside. So. Um, <laughs> um, yeah, I'm happy. It's, it's atmospheric. Yes. We'll keep it. Yes. We'll I mean, we're talking it. about werewolf people, so I think, exactly. I think it's it works. fitting. Um, but yeah, so you'll get more werewolf lore, um, and that okay. kind of history, and that whole history is kind of steeped in like a Native American culture. So I think that that I'm might that. that might be uh, interesting to you to see like the origins of that and why it comes about and all of that. So I think those things oh, yeah, will be no. interesting to you, and I think Bella is just a a more interesting person when she's with Jacob. When she's with Edward, that's like all she cares about nothing else matters like it's just yeah. this this way too intense kind of love but with jacob she can be light-hearted and fun and silly and feel more relatable you know yeah so i do i like how she's more light-hearted with jacob as opposed to more intense with edward maybe maybe i would like that too to be perfectly honest with you and obviously the you know learning more lore about werewolves and linking it to native american culture it would be very interesting for me yeah and all that kind of stuff there's definitely um, some interesting stuff just, there with like you know they have like wolf telepathy where they can kind of talk okay. to each other in their minds when they're in wolf form and things okay. like that i just ultimately i just think that this first movie's focus was let's be super emotionally intense on the relationship between uh, Edward and Bella and not focus too heavily on much else. Yeah, and Um, that's kind of what happens. And I think there's a whole scene that I, like, completely despise like a lot in this movie. Yes, there is. And you keep bringing (laughs) this up and it's hilarious. Um, Pretty much everything in this movie I love because it's like things that I pictured in my head while reading the book kind of come to life so she did a great job with kind of illustrating a lot of things that i i saw in my head while i was reading the books and i love that like just how the characters look you know things they say um certain scenes like are perfect but the scene where they announce their love to each other where they just are automatically in love after maybe like three or four random encounters um it feels like an old hollywood movie doesn't yeah it, it's just too rushed and fast it, like so in the book you know she's having these suspicions they've been talking they've been spending a lot of time together it's come from a place of him wanting to you know find out about her because like i said he can't read her mind 
So he needs to like actually ask her about herself and ask her what's going on with her. And that's intriguing to him. So you can understand, you know, people are like, why would this amazing person who's been on the earth for like a hundred years, you know, as a vampire, why would he want to, you know, be with this boring ass girl? <laughs> um, yeah. I think the things that intrigued him to her, well, of course, firstly, the smell and, you know, the wanting to taste her blood and all of that. But also just the fact that he has to put in that effort to try to figure her out. Yeah. So I think that's what intrigues him about her. And the fact that she doesn't see him as a monster. She's not afraid of him. She sees him as more. She sees him as having a soul. And that is like something, you know, when he's always down on himself and thinking he's a monster, she's telling him, no, you're not. I think you're beautiful. And for her to see him that way. So that is what makes, you know, Bella different. I mean, Edward Cullen is kind of uh miserable kind of guy yes in general um i feel him on that you know always being you know down about something and uh never you know all all that kind of stuff obviously he looks like robert pattinson <laughs> how on earth he could ever think that you know he's not fairly attractive to people <laughs> i don't know because quite frankly robert pattinson has always been fairly attractive yes. to everybody yes. and it comes across and funnily enough i was like watching this interview with howard stern and they were talking about how like he almost got fired because he was being too brooding and serious and they wanted him to be more happy and smiley and like it got to a point where somebody actually like gave him the book with all the parts in the book where he his character smiles and is like happy and he like gave it right back to them highlighting parts where edward is like dark and brooding <laughs> and like it got to a point where they're like if you don't cut this out like they're probably gonna fire you like today so then he like came back all like happy and chipper but then like you know he ended up finding a compromise as the movies went along to like that balance of you know being that kind of in that anguish or being that intense with the love and things like that which like you wouldn't think that like that happened because most of it he is pretty intense and not super happy so just to hear that was kind of like well it seems like he won because he's pretty intense and brooding yeah. in this movie and this is why people should not be ever questioning why he's not perfect for batman Yes. Because <laughs> what is Batman if not brooding and depressed? Exactly. Um, but getting back to that scene that I just can't stand. So like yeah. I said, there is so much in this movie that I love that was things I pictured from the book. But the scene where they fall in love is just so poorly done to me. Like in the book, like I said, they have like more encounters. They have like these long kind of conversations. And then they go on this date. They go hiking and they go in the woods and they're talking and, you know, she's trying to, she's gradually figuring out that she thinks that he might be a vampire. So then, yeah. you know, as they're on this date and they're talking, she tells him her suspicions that, you know, she thinks that's what he is. And he like is expecting her to be afraid of him. And then they have the whole exchange about, you know, him thinking he's a monster and her telling him that she's not afraid of him, that she thinks he's beautiful, that he is a good person in this and that. 
So and sparkly, sparkly, and sparkly, yeah, sparkly. and so then he reveals the sparkle. He takes her to this meadow that's like this perfectly circular. He takes her to this perfectly like circular meadow with all these beautiful flowers, and that's where they it kind of it comes out, and they realize you know they have these feelings and whatever. So there's there's okay. a better build to it, which of course you can do in a book because you have that time or whatever. But yeah, it was like a planned date that they went on that led them to go you know to this place. Yes. It wasn't just them at school and then they just randomly walk off campus and go into the woods. She like drops her bag and like finds her mark like there's an X on the floor. <laughs> like and she just stands there. She gets in her like specific stance to like give her dramatic monologue. That's what it felt like. It felt like a stage. A little bit. It felt very staged. It didn't feel natural. And she- there was one line that I really kind of did like in it though. What was that? In that scene. It was. It wasn't. Certainly wasn't your my own personal brand of heroin. Oh, gross! <laughs> because my good lord, so what bad. a nonsense line that is! It was um, the. How old are you? I'm seventeen. How long have you been seventeen? A while. A while. Yeah. <laughs> I like that. Yes, that was definitely big in the trailers. Um. But yeah, it's like she starts giving her monologue and she starts saying all the things, you know, you're incredibly fast and uh, you're incredibly strong. And Let's speak about how incredibly fast they are, because <laughs> these CG effects are absolutely horrific. Yes. It could have been all the effects of vampires. If you want to know how, if, if ch- how fairly cheaply... You can do successful vampire-based special effects. Watch the TV show of what we do in the shadows. Where everything's practical and whenever they're sort of doing things fast or disappearing and reappearing somewhere, it's just editing. Okay, well, how? when did What We Do in the Shadows TV series come out? <laughs> 2017? Okay, well, that is... I think it started twenty eighteen. That's like ten years. After it this. might be it might be ten years, but it doesn't use any CG. It's just editing. Well, that's what I'm saying. It depends on who's working on these movies. Summit was like a new studio. Like they didn't have a lot of money. They didn't know this was gonna blow up into this huge thing. Catherine Hardwick is not specifically like an action director. So depending on who she had involved, like that was the best that they thought they could go about those things sure so like i can give it a pass for that just because you know they had no budget so things like that do improve considerably um the wigs get worse but (laughs) the effects i think improve significantly as you get through the movies except for the last one with the weird baby which oh my god i cannot wait to hear you talk about this weird baby but um (laughs) uh yeah now i'm terrified (laughs) you should be it's it's terrifying but okay but yeah, so I can give those effects a little bit of a pass just because of, you know, I can account for those factors. But um, they tried, you know, they, they tried. <laughs> they tried, they sure, but it, it doesn't half date the movie. Well, it does. So <laughs> it, it really, it, it really dates the movie. Yeah. Um, which is unfortunate when things like that tend to happen, I think. Um. But look, we can look past <laughs> silly things like that. 
because it's not what the, you know the movie isn't a spectacle movie is it it's not a it's not trying to be a, a big blockbuster reaction movie it's trying to be some sort of supernatural romance quirky, yeah some so super exactly those are the things that you sh- they want you to focus on so yes the effects are pretty janky the running up the hill yeah. the climbing up the oh, trees it, it does not look great um the like just fast forwarding speed moving like <laughs> yeah i mean i didn't mind the old i didn't mind the odd little fast forward speed i thought that was okay it was the it was the kind of extended it was kind of the extended running yeah because they were doing it like on wire type things that's why yeah um and the like and the climb yeah the climbing and the 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 weird baseball scene you did everybody loves the baseball scene you really didn't like the baseball scene i mean i like the concept of vampires playing baseball i think that's fun but i mean they're all just really good at baseball <laughs> well because they're vampires so they're like good at everything so like what do, we'll get into that in a minute but let me get through this like why i hate this scene <laughs> so okay okay just the terrible staging of it um like there were some awful lines there like you mentioned the heroin line the yeah then so the lion fell in love with the lamb like all of that and um you know him showing the sparkling like that was a terrible effect so he just looked very sweaty he didn't look like a diamond shine um at all he did so he just looked sweaty so that was a very disappointing um just that how that whole scene was staged the dialogue was just very clunky it wasn't believable that like they would have fallen into that deep intense of a love in that time and movies where the love kind of happens fast like something like a roman holiday that takes place over the span of a day Mm. but you could you they give you enough that you could believe that these people fell in love in a day yeah whereas they have a couple of days and i just it was hard to believe it so i had to just kind of like I said, use the book and use what I knew of the book to build the like fill those holes in my mind. But people who are don't, haven't read the books can't really do that. So just how that whole scene was staged, the dialogue being so clunky, the exchange, what led up to that, just is so clunky. It's just so unearned. It's just just sloppy. So I just hate that whole how that whole segment of the movie was done. I love everything before. I love everything after it. But that one whole section where they just wander off campus into the woods and have this conversation and then they're in love. Like that was very frustrating for me. I just hate. I despise that whole sequence. I am admittedly not convinced on the romance to be perfectly yeah. honest. I am literally I think I'm just kind of half into this because of the idea of vampires and vampires will always interest me in one way or another. Yes. Um, whatever they're doing, so I will. I you know I I will tend to be. I don't know. I will tend to be interested in that. Um, no matter what's going on. Yeah. Really. Um, but in terms of a romance, I'm. And that, which is funny, really, because that's exactly what the movie is, and that's exactly what the franchise is. It's a romance franchise, isn't it? Yes. Um, 
it, it's 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 primary focus is romance. Its primary focus is not necessarily some sort of um, vampiric battle, yeah, or anything like that, uh, which obviously is is quite unfortunate as far as I'm concerned. I mean, we do um, get a bit of a battle, but um... I, want, I want a battle. I want a nice vampiric battle. I'm into it. Okay, well, you'll I'm you'll into you'll it. get it. You'll get it. But um... Um, but yes, in terms of the romance, I am not entirely uh, convinced with that yet. As much as, admittedly, look, people say that Pattinson and Christian Stewart um, in these movies are absolutely horrific. Um, I don't think they are, yeah. because I, I, I think the two of them are very, very good actors and have shown that in plenty of things since, and they haven't changed in the way they're acting. Exactly. I think like, it's a, maybe a Hayden Christensen situation. Possibly. With, like, you know, the prequels, where, you know, I know uh, Hayden Christensen to be an excellent actor, but when you're given dialogue or something that, you know, is just not... good you can only do so much with it so i feel like a lot of you know the things they that they put in the screenplay were things that stephanie meyer wrote and i i loved the books but yes there were some really kind of awkward clunky lines in there like the heroin thing like the lion fell in love with the lamb the you know a lot of the cheesy things that were said were straight from the book so when they're working with things like that and in the bounds of such a kind of weird story like there's going to be moments where that delivery just maybe doesn't play right and it has nothing to do with the actors but i suppose then again you look at that and you think of a target audience and its target audience is admittedly kind of pre-teen girls yeah really um it's not like you know another huge franchise that was going on at the same time in Harry Potter, which is, yes, okay, it started, at, you know, obviously as a, as, as a children's thing, but it was kind of universal. Yeah. And open to many, many different things and people of all ages, you know, especially when you get further and further along. Yes, but um, this is very specific. Something like this is kind of very specific yes yeah like you said like while people like people anybody could enjoy this or find something in it to enjoy but specifically it it is made for a particular demographic yeah it's i don't know i don't know (laughs) (laughs) well before we get into the kind of final battle and that whole kind of villainous vampire plot point how could you not love everything about that baseball scene? I think that it's kind of like everybody who loves who loves these movies, even people who don't love these movies, I think they really enjoy that scene. <laughs> this is what I'm saying. I like the concept of vampires playing baseball. I like that idea. I think it's just comes down to weird effects again. Um, it didn't entirely not feel like the basketball scene from Catwoman. Oh no! Oh no! You know it. It. It was. I. I. I'm. I'm not gonna lie to you. I, I had that in my mind. Oh no! A touch. Um. 
I, it was just I, I I don't know. I'm really not into this whole weird cheap TV running effect. But even um, at certain points, they did like this slow mo kind of version of it. Which, I don't mind that. Which I really I liked. don't mind that. It's the let's make the background go really really slowly, but then have Robert Pattinson turn into some sort of. It feels like you know in you know in Scooby Doo where they were running on the spot for a little bit before they actually start running properly. Oh gosh! Feels like that just a touch. Okay. Um, but no, look, I like baseball. I like vampires, so ultimately <laughs> it's fine. Um, I don't know. Maybe I will grow to to like that more, having garnered a some sort of fascination for the whole franchise when I have seen the whole franchise. If you remember correctly, Janine, when we were doing the Fast and Furious stuff, I wasn't entirely convinced by the first movie um, and ended up really liking that franchise. So who are we to say what's going to happen by the time Breaking Dawn Part 2 comes around? Yes, which you will do. You will get some kind of what you're hoping for, I think. So, yes. Um, but yes, we also had this kind of subplot of these nomad vampires kind of coming into the Cullens territory because, you know, the Cullens have a whole history in Forks, you know, they settled there and that area is kind of native to, um, uh, a Native American tribe and, you know, that are kind of descended from wolves. And so there was, they made it like a treaty. They made like a whole truce and that whole kind of thing. So um, that area is basically their turf, right? So these nomad vampires are coming in and you kind of get to learn the difference between them with their golden eyes because they feed on animals and like other vampires who feed on humans have like blood red eyes. Yeah. So you meet these nomads, you kind of get these hints, you know, that they're killing people in the area. And Some of those scenes were really cool as well, by the way. I like... Those are definitely my favorite little scenes in this movie, like the pure vampire horror kind of almost sometimes almost felt like post-apocalyptic zombie in a way. The way some of it was shot that kind of half felt like something out of 28 days later or something like that. Um, So I was really kind of into those. And the few little times you you do see, uh, you know these these nomad vampires go out on the hunt, um, and it's all obviously at night. It's all in shadow. It's all in really kind of well lit stuff. Yes. And um, I was about that. Well, I'm really excited for you to actually see um, an eclipse. Eclipse. Eclipse, eclipse is probably going to be the one that you maybe like quite a bit isn't that everybody's least favorite i think new moon's everybody's least favorite okay i heard it was eclipse i don't know why um i think you'll like eclipse because it is actually done by a horror director he did 40 days of night um okay and he there are more like uh 
like evil vampires there's more gold yes <laughs> there's gold. more like horror Just say that I'm happy. there's more kind of things that f- you would see in a horror movie that appear in that movie wonderful so <laughs> wonderful just keep saying things like that and <laughs> the, i'll be more and more interested. it has the worst wigs by far <laughs> um i think at this Pattinson, point Pattinson no no wig, no but i think everyone else does like the girl who plays rosalie nikki reed she like i think she dyed her hair blonde for the first film and then after that i think she wore a wig um alice's is a wig um kristen stewart she had cut her hair into like this short joan jet haircut to mm-hmm, do the runaways yeah. so she had to wear a wig and hers is the worst um <laughs> carlisle's looks like a wig um, whereas, like, I think this first movie, they probably didn't have a wig budget, so everyone ha- was using their real hair, so that's why the hair looks so isn't, good. But... Isn't it always <laughs> the way a bigger budget ruins things? Yeah, so then everyone gets all wiggy. They're getting wiggy with it, and it's really wiggy. and it's <laughs> and it's really bad. So, but yes, there are a lot more horror elements put into Eclipse. Gold. So I think Gold. I think you will enjoy. it parts of that movie so look this isn't this isn't to say that i don't want to see you know a good romance play out here like i said i'm into my monster romance movies and that kind of stuff um it just so happened that didn't i don't buy it yet okay and and I and I and I understand that because, like I said, somebody who has read the books can fill those gaps in their mind with other things yeah. that were in the book that weren't in the movie. But somebody who hasn't had that, they just kind of have to go off what they see. And it, I, I don't think they gave you enough. Like I can see them forming a bond and him like starting to fall for her because she's the one person who doesn't see him as a monster you know, yeah. and all of that. And she sees the good in him. And that's like a thing I think they tap into in all the movies because he's always so negative. Like, I'm a terrible person. I'm a killer. Yeah. This and that. And her always telling him, no, you're not. I trust you. I love you. You're a good person. So and that's a great idea. Yes, I like that. But it all just felt very rushed. So I can understand you getting that sense. And sorry, I'm kind of hopping from here to there. I'm just, you know, very excited. But um, <laughs> be very excited. You look, I'm I was very excited numerous times throughout Janine. This is your turn again. So um, be as excited as you want to be. But yeah, so we were talking about the nomads and all of that whole kind of thing. So how did yeah. you feel about that whole side storyline and like where how it led it give... to the finale? Yeah, it gives me, like you said before, it gives me this sort of ad additional world building that i'm kind of looking for um and i'm into these because they're more like vampire vampires um as 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 you know as nice and pleasant as the cullens were throughout this first movie and as kind of um interested in them as i was um it's nice to see this vampire on vampire conflict that's a little bit kind of it's a little bit passive aggressive and i like that as well because you can just see that all this passive aggressiveness is soon enough gonna turn into full-on aggressiveness and sure enough it turns into full-on aggressiveness there's all kind of things that go on and you know bella ends up getting bit does she get bit or does she get like infected yes so james like bites her on her wrist and the 
venom is starts flowing through her body and so edward kind of has to decide if he's going to suck the venom out and keep her human or is he just going to let her change yeah and you know he thinks he's a kid takes his time over yes he thinks he's a he (laughs) thinks he's a killer he thinks he's a terrible person and he does and he thinks becoming a vampire has taken his soul away and he doesn't have a soul and he doesn't want to do that to her he doesn't want to subject her to that life or that conflict but she is so sure that she wants to be in this world with him that she wants that so she's so then it turns into like when are you going to change me i want you to change me and him like no no (laughs) which obviously i'm sure will come back and back and back and back as we go through these movies yes which is good i'm into it um but no i i enjoyed the the kind of final conflict and to be perfectly honest with you the effects in this final you know, climactic little fight were nowhere near as bad as the weird running and climbing from before. Um, I enjoyed, you know, throwing each other against walls and, you know, choking each other against walls and flying a little bit. And it felt kind of what we do in the shadows-ish to me, which I'm just into um, when they have fights with each other and throw each other against walls. Um, so that was fun. I enjoyed where it was, you know, it's set in, what's it set in? Like a field, like some sort of... It was a ballet studio. Yeah, it feels like a a theatre or something. Um, so that, you know, it's a cool little place to do it. It's all obviously very dark and miserable as the movie tends to be. Um, but I did like the final fight. I did like the final fight. I enjoyed... Look, overall, I really did enjoy this movie. <laughs> like, maybe it's just because I thought it was going to be an objectively terrible movie because of the absolute hate it gets. But as I continue to learn in many aspects of life, when people go, oh, it's terrible, oh, it's the worst thing ever... I hate it. I hate it. It's never as bad as people say it is. Nothing is ever as bad as people say it is. The absolute most dreadfully made movie of all time is not as bad as people say it is. (laughs) You know, it's, it's, it's not. Because it can't possibly be. People think... People people call, you know, the, the Twilight movies some of the worst movies made. And they're idiots for doing that. <laughs> you know, it's like people that called... Um, it's people that called some of... You know, people got, that call, like, Suicide Squad one of the worst movies ever made. It's like, it's just not, though, is it? No, it's just disappointing. It's just, you know... It's wasted may, potential. Look, yeah you can say that you can say that too many people too many people confuse wasted potential with badness yeah i think um and who knows whether you know twilight was wasted potential because i haven't read the books i don't know what potential was there to begin with i've just seen the first movie this past week that's my level of knowledge on twilight (laughs) And the fact that there's some sort of rivalry between Edward and Jacob, that's pretty much it. Yeah. 
you know, that's all I know. Um, so I don't know if there's any wasted potential there. But this first Twilight movie is very, very far from a bad movie. I'd go as far as to say it's a good movie with an eefy script. Yes. You know, because it's a well, objectively well-made movie. The effects are a little bit Wonky. daft. Yeah. <laughs> but it's shot really well and it's kind of paced really well. Uh, and the acting's fine. Like, there's nothing really wrong with the acting. The writing is a letdown, I guess. Um, and the effects are a bit of a... The effects just date the movie. Um, but it's, it's... I still enjoyed watching it, which I'm sure is all you were looking for, Janine. <laughs> yes, that was mostly what I was looking for. I did not expect you to, like, love this movie or, you know... Um, it's got vampires in it. I'm going to have some sort of enjoyment. <laughs> yeah, so I didn't expect you to, like, get on my level of loving this movie. Um, or, you know, I think maybe you can find some appreciation for it. I, I, I th thought that would happen. Um, but I'm glad to hear you say that, like, it subverted your expectations. Um, that, yeah. that you found some things you can enjoy and that you are open and interested to delve more into this world so i am i am purely because you know i'm expecting evil michael sheen yes um i've been told to expect evil michael sheen and i am about that janine yes and he's he's I'm a little silly that. as well silly evil good yeah. silly evil michael sheen very much so love it well yeah we have other people who had some thoughts they wanted to share about this movie we do we do i believe we do have a couple of voice messages today Janine. we do it's nice who do we have well first up we have carla it's been a while okay so let's hear what carla had to say about twilight okay hello mark and janine hopefully this works because i can't get into anchor for some reason anyways um so, Twilight, Morgan, I really hope that you liked it, and if you didn't, then you can at least appreciate it, um, and I hope that Janine lets me borrow, uh, Midnight Sun, just because I really want to read it. Anyways, uh, Twilight is my favorite book, and my favorite movie, um, I think the director did such a good job, I mean, it feels like an indie film, um, I think it's just because the director is an indie, um, filmmaker, um, yeah, and, like, the lighting is better, like, they look better, like, the quality, for some reason, is better on this one, even though it's, like, the one that was made with less money, um, and then, yeah, I'll leave a message for next week, I'm gonna put it on my calendar, because I am such a forgetful person, and Janine knows this, so, okay, you guys, so keep doing what you're doing, and until next time, Morgan hasn't seen <laughs> Thank you, Carol. Yes. So Thank you. she has said that she hasn't left voice messages in so long because she just keeps forgetting. So mm, I, I can I'll I'll believe that. I'll give her a pass. Okay. I'll give her a pass on that. But however, you know, seeing as your copy of Midnight Sun was a gift from me, I'm not sure whether you should be lending that out to people. You know, yes. I'm not sure whether I'd be uh, comfortable with <laughs> you know you re-gifting my gift. Oh well, I would never give it away. 
you know, but you may not see it ever again. Yeah, that's true. Carl is so forgetful. <laughs> that is true. You, know, you don't know what's going to happen. <laughs> that is true. Um, no, though, I, I did, I did find some things to appreciate in this, though, Carla. I, I really did. Um, I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it. We do have another voice message, Janine. Yes, we do, and it is from the man who picked the series. Uh, Billy Paulahan. So what did Billy? Mm. And Billy rewatched this movie for the first time in a very long time. So uh, let's hear what he had to okay. say about it. Okay. <laughs> hey, Morgan and Janine. So it is time for Twilight. Sorry, not sorry, Morgan. You're welcome, Janine. <laughs> so yeah, I have a lot of thoughts about this movie. I think Edward is the worst. He's a gaslighting, manipulative, boring... <laughs> Um, just possessive person Bella is kind of just like there Jacob is a wet blanket and the dads are the best characters oh yeah and the baseball scene is the best anyway if you are listening to this you should know that you can listen to the other shows like the main show it's a wonderful podcast which is switched off Um, they switch hosts with um, Nolan and Janine you can listen to Machine Mondays and listen to Morgan Hasn't Seen which you are listening to right now. All right. Hype man out. <laughs> I love him hyping up all our content. I, he does. He's he the always best. does he's it. The best. So yes, he had a very different uh, take on all of the characters. <laughs> Bella is just there. Edward is a gaslighter. Jacob is a wet blanket. So um, I'm curious to see if his opinions evolve or change. Or, you know, throughout his watches along with us, because I know he's going to be watching these movies as we go through the series. So I'm not I'm not sure Edward's manipulative. I mean, at all. There's he's just a vampire. I mean, and there's certain points where he's like telling Bella to stay away from him and she shouldn't want to be with him. But then, yeah, like, it doesn't take long for him to be like, I can't stay away from you. <laughs> I mean, vampires are inherently manipulative. Yeah. And you know they love they love a good bit of hypnosis yes. and all that kind of stuff. So you know maybe it's just in his nature. Although I do think uh, you're being touch harsh on old Mister Cullen there. Yes, Billy. But you know your opinion is your opinion, and we love you for it. We do. So thank you guys for leaving voice messages. We haven't yes. we haven't had them thank in a while, much. so I appreciate we like voice that. messages. We do. Voice messages are fun. Great. Lovely. Yes. So you enjoy Twilight, did not hate it. No. Things I didn't. things that you did not care for, but not a full hate of the movie. Are you happy so far with my thoughts on Twilight, Janine? I am very I mean, pleased. not that that matters because it's my opinion. Yes. <laughs> um I'm very no. pleased with your okay. thoughts on Twilight. <laughs> okay. Well we'll we'll have to see next week, obviously, as well when we're doing uh, apparently what you say is the worst Twilight movie. I mean, I don't think it's the um, worst. I like all of them. So, but I think people... I know, but this is this is, this is is me saying that, you know, The Chamber of Secrets is my least favourite Harry Potter yeah. movie, isn't it? It doesn't mean I don't absolutely love it. Yeah, so this is probably the least favourite movie of Team Edward fans. <laughs> oh, see, that's that might kind of distress me a little bit there. Yes, you get way more Jacob. So be prepared for that. I feel like I'm I mean, I feel like I'm naturally team Edward because you just... Pattinson. 
you know? All you Brits have to stay together. Yes, we do. We do. Yeah. And obviously, you know, some sort of ridiculous, not justified dislike of Taylor Lautner's face. <laughs> Terrible. As well. So wrong. Um, it's very me. It's very me to be like that. It is. I don't know why. I don't. He just seems very smug. <laughs> Does he not seem very smug to you? I mean, a little, but it's fine. <laughs> it is fine. It is fine. I've seen worse good seen stuff. Smug people. <laughs> oh, you have definitely seen worse smug people. Um, Josh Lucas, for instance, not actual Carlisle, but you know. Yes. Generally, Josh Lucas is a very, very smug kind like of person. Like an Angley's Hulk. I really Hulk. don't like his face. <laughs> like an Angley's Hulk. Uh, he was very smug Exactly, and exactly like in that movie. I really don't like yes. his face at all. Taylor Lautner um, is not smug to a degree where I would want to see him get uh, get come up and stone. <laughs> that's no, my game. No, no, I don't suppose that's... No, that's true. That's true. Uh, fair enough there. Janine, are you excited for next week? I'm very excited. Okay. <laughs> Do you have any ideas on what I what I may think about New Moon? Um, I think you might like this version of Bella a little bit more when okay, when she starts. So I'm going to be more into Bella after this next one. Yes, and I think okay. it maybe it'll explain why Jacob is into her as well because yeah, people are always like, why are these dudes into her? Um, okay. But yeah, and I think you'll get a little bit more into the Native American werewolf yeah, kind of connection. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I am. Is, I am kind of interested. Which is in interesting, that. and you get some good more uh, vampire world building at the end of New Moon. So okay, I think all of that will Lovely. be will be. You'll find. I think you'll find a lot to like in New Moon. Okay. There. Lovely. There are some things that yeah, of course. <laughs> that are gonna be like there's, there's uh, weirdness. Yeah, well. <laughs> but. I think ultimately. Does it, just, does it just come naturally to a Twilight movie? I think so. There's, there's always going to be something that's going to make you be like, ugh. But. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I love these movies and I find things in it that are like, ugh. <laughs> so. <laughs> brilliant. Absolutely brilliant. I love it. <sighs> anyway. Are we going to call it, Janine? I think we are. Well, why don't. You tell people where to go and what to do. Oh, you can check out the other shows on this feed. We have Machine Mondays every Monday with me, Jimmy the Machine, talking all things Schmodown. We are in singles uh, season, so, you know, going to be talking. We're in 84 <laughs> matches a week. I know, so we're getting a lot of matches. So it's a lot to break down, a lot to talk about. And uh, I'll give it all to you on Monday, on Machine Mondays. We just had our 50th episode, so that was a big milestone for uh, this little show that I do, that we do. So, um, well, you do it. Well, you put it together as a great producer, so. Well, you do it. <laughs> <laughs> and it was your idea, so. And, yeah, but it was your idea first. <laughs> fair enough okay we're both awesome so yes machine mondays the concept <laughs> of machine mondays as a thing was your idea yes. the concept of it being a show on this feed was my idea yes so we're both awesome so yes, yes. machine mondays okay, well, every okay. monday with me Jenny of the yes. machine then of course we have morgan hasn't seen every wednesday uh where of course this whole month we'll be talking twilight and Every Friday we have... Last month was Janine Hasn't Seen. 
Go and listen to Janine Hasn't Seen If You Haven't <laughs> as well, because it was really fun and I got to choose. Yes, yes. But that is over now. <laughs> that is over now. <laughs> no, it's going to come back maybe next month. Ooh. No, no. Maybe I'm not going to Maybe I'm not gonna accept Four Witches in the City Build yes, a Fashion Yes, you're doing Witches for Halloween month, so get over it. <laughs> Good witches, They're going to be like... cutesy witch movies, so deal with it. No. Um, <laughs> and Friday, we have, of course, the main show, It's a Wonderful Podcast. Like Billy said, uh, Morgan is the constant over there, and I switch off hosting duties every other week with our other great co-host, Nolan Dean. Um, yes. You know what we're doing this week on the main show? What's that? Me and Nolan? What's that? We're doing the movie Blackboard Jungle Ew. from 1955. It's a classroom drama starring Glenn Ford and Sidney Poitier. Ooh, I like it. It's an earlier Poitier movie that basically sees him um, do a complete role reversal when he did To Sir With Love in 1967. When he becomes the teacher to a bunch of delinquent children, he in fact plays one of the children himself. Oh wow! So I, 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 I mean, I'd he's like about think, twenty-eight in the movie, but yeah. you know, I'd like to think he's still. <laughs> I'd like to think it's from its, uh, its own universe, where you know he was that kid, and then he got you know learned some lessons, and then became Sir with love, Sir. <laughs> I don't, I don't dislike that theory. I do not dislike that theory at all. Um, but it was a great movie, oh, another wonderful. great movie uh, that we did there. Um, one of the the kind of movie that I always really like to do on the main show, which is uh, a low-key movie with some big-name people in it that you may not have heard of. necessarily heard of, but was really well-regarded in its own time because it was nominated for four Oscars. Oh, wow. Um, is it like that so Grandpa it's... Joe Oscar movie that no one's ever heard of that he won an Oscar for? Oh, yeah, he did, didn't he? <laughs> What was that movie that, about that roses, Grandpa something. Joe Jack Albertson won an Oscar for? <laughs> it's like something roses I'm in the meadow or something. Absolutely bizarre that Jack Albertson has won an Oscar, right? by the way. Absolutely insane behaviour. Um, but no, Blackboard Jungle from 1955. Okay. Um, a real kind of, you know, mid-50s uh, like teen kind of movie. I like that title too. Uh, it's a really good title. It's a really good title. We we talk a little bit about this this idea of a the delinquent school being a jungle, and I brought up Lean on Me and Welcome to the Jungle. Oh yes, and uh, uh-huh. and that stuff as well. It just seems to so always fit. fit. Yeah. Um. So I like that. I like that. But that's what's coming up on the main show. Uh, this week. So yeah, Monday, Wednesday, Friday. We've got you covered here on the It's a Wonderful Podcast feed. You can find it. Well, I'm not going to force you to do it, Janine, because no. I, know you stand it. I know you like me to do it instead, but you can, of course, find the It's Wonderful podcast feed on Anchor, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, Google Podcasts, CastBox, and a whole bunch of others, because we are absolutely everywhere, or just on Twitter at It's a Wonderful One. Find me on Twitter at the Purple Dawn with a three instead of the E in the because, Janine. Three is a magic number. And all your good stuff is at where? You can find me at Janine DeBean on Twitter and Instagram. Check out the It's a Wonderful Podcast Patreon. We have fun stuff going on over there. You get monthly artwork. You get to do fun Sunday live streams with us. Uh, currently, I am playing along with the whole singles tournament. So you can watch me play along with all these matches. Um, you get to see Morgan's awesome stuff he's doing with this football team in the UK. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. 
come hang out with us. We have some fun things going on. You can vote in polls. Um, bunch of stuff. Yeah, bonus, bonus content, content. Bunch of stuff. Yeah. So come check out the It's a Wonderful Podcast Patreon at It's a Wonderful One on Patreon.com or just search It's a Wonderful Podcast on Patreon.com. And if you want to get any merch for our shows or you want to check out my artwork, you can find all of that at my Tee Public shop on tpublic.com at G9Design. There we go, guys. Twilight, we've started. We can't just finish now. I don't want to finish now, to be perfectly honest with you. I've, I've fooled everybody, haven't I? You all thought I was going to hate this. You all thought I was going to hate Twilight. And it's, you know, shame on you for not having faith in me, everyone listening to this. Um, especially Billy, who absolutely thought I was going to hate it, and now he's just crying that I'm not hating it. <laughs> I think <laughs> I think he hated it more than you. So I think he did. Kind of a backfire. Right there. I don't think he'll be watching anymore. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. We love you, Billy. Um, there we go. I think there's only one thing left to do, Janine. Would you like to do it in an impression of? Edward Cullen. Um, how do I sound brooding? Three, <laughs> two, one. Bye. Bye. So the lion fell off the lamb. <laughs>